When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not nice, hot, or fuckable. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoony. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, everyone. Nixon Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that compelled Suttering John to learn what Discord is. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week... It's an instrument. He eats creeps for breakfast, as well as a sheet pizza. My partner in crime, from the creep off, it's Vinny Paulino. Hey, everybody. Glad to be back on the mothership. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Please, go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and of course, link to our Patreon featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. We also have a brand new platform, watp.supercast.tech, where you can get those same bonus episodes and not deal with Patreon. We also encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and shit all over us in the comments section. Casey will be on later on in the show to read some new reviews from all of you fun people. That's the cue to her husband to start trying to wake her up. But first, today we'll be reviewing a podcast called Tom Myers versus the Rest of the World. We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Tom Myers, and he's got a couple of co-hosts on there. It's ironically titled, though. It is. Because like he, it implies that there's part of the world on his side. Well, what's interesting about it is that everyone on his show is on his side. So this whole idea that's like me versus the world, and it's just a bunch of people agreeing with each other, I find to be a bit ironic. Yeah. Or wrong. Kind of like make America innate again. Like he doesn't understand how language works. Right. It's kind of like when you say... Uh, versus the rest versus the rest of the world, you would think there'd be some type of adversarial edge to this. Well, other you than would. the same old shit jokes that wouldn't make the fucking it's, Colbert show. Yeah, it's the same as Politipod, except for I think he's no longer on Politipod, so he's trying to create his new Politipod. Okay, so here's what it is. Yeah. If I had to I haven't even up, mentioned all the hosts yet, but you got me way off my game who here. Who cares? Okay. We're getting right into this asshole. All right, let's do it. Okay. Here's what this show is. This is Tom Myers. Pretending to be Bill Maher yes. in podcast form. I have that exact note, and I was I was going to wait for it because I wanted to play a bunch of clips that prove great that. minds. But that that I, now I realize that that's the impression he's doing spot on because not only is it the smug delivery that he's doing, but it's also a lot of the jokes aren't jokes, but they're the kind of jokes that would get applause from a liberal audience. This Clapter show is what he's going be, for. This show should be called the Smug Cast. Yes, what's Kevin Smith's Smug Cast? That's, that's perfect that's oh. <laughs> i think that's smuck cast smuck cast um yeah all right why don't we get right into it because i have a clip here that i say he definitely thinks he's uh bill maher if you're he makes his guests so he has like a panel so he has these two co-hosts one of them is jeff heisen the other one is uh, abby mellow and then they have like rotating guests. those people panelists. are the co-hosts the whole time yeah are you kidding jeff heisen's on every episode are you kidding me i kid you not are you kidding me that guy yeah He's on every episode. So far, there's only been five. He's sticking with it so far. I'm going to tell you something right now, Tom. <laughs> if you had a fucking casting department, fucking fire them. 
Oh my God. I got to show you. We're never going to get to these clips, but I got to show you these guys' websites because you will not believe what year they were, they were made in when I show them. 1994. Dude. It's, it, it looks like, so this is, I know that this is a visual thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is Tom Myers' website. Go to tommyers.us, and Myers is spelled with just one E. Tommyers.us. Now, first of all, when you go there, there's a little banner at the top that says, oops, this site has expired. If you are the site owner, please renew your premium subscription or contact support. Oh, Jesus Christ. But look at how this site is set up. It looks like it was just hard-coded. It's just, it's just there's no design It looks like a blog it. style kind of a thing. Yeah, a blog. Like a blog template. A blog before blogs existed. Yeah. Right. What yes. year was this made? I have no idea. Isn't there a copyright on the bottom? 2003 is the first date. Maybe that's when it was built. Wow. And then, I, not to be outdone. What I looked a great at headshot. JeffHeisenComedy.com. Look at this fucking That website. guy's a comedian? Yes, they're all, they all say they're comedians. <laughs> that, that's why I brought you on this show, Vinny. That's why you're here. I Carl, knew you'd be I listened to that show, and I, <laughs> I would never have guessed that anyone on that show identified themselves as a comedian except for Tom Myers. Oh, this is uh, Abby, the other uh, co-host, and right on her Instagram, stand-up comic and producer of Lip Service Comedy Showcase. Lip Service. Yeah, she's she's a fun one. Look at her. She's got a shirt on that says "Fuck 2020." Am I right, people? <laughs> that's that's that that one's hard to Dude, take. But this this website, I'm you guys mad. have to check out Jeff Heisen Comedy. Fucking comedy. I can't believe a site like this exists. This guy's in his sixties. Before we get to the jokes, let's talk about this panel because I actually pulled a couple of clips of him introducing these people. Okay, and I think this is going to be a really good way for the path that I've taken you down right now, Great, away from it. your game plan. I love so it. I want you to start with. Panel number one, where he introduces Abby Mello. Now, I want you to realize, folks, when you podcast, Carl can tell you this, and anybody who's accomplished at it, the goal is to be entertaining. Correct. The goal is to, when you're introduced on the show, you want to make an impression. You want the people to recognize your voice and like that you're talking. Yeah. Please play my panel one clip. So you're saying she's going to do none of these things? Just listen to this. This is like, <laughs> hey, just listen to this. I know. I just I want to see how far we can go without ever playing a clip. All right, here we go. Jeff, how about yourself? I find myself with a lot more free time since the election. So I've been going back and I watch some MeTV, M-E-T-V, which, which shows very old programs or show really what shows that were around when I was younger. And I find that you can't escape politics because one of the regular sponsors of MeTV is the aforementioned My Pillow Guy. <laughs> so my wife and I are sitting there just watching some old show. And all of a sudden, I yell out, F you, at the TV, because it's the my, my Pillow ad. So 2020 can't be over soon enough, and I can't wait to start forgetting these people. Well, welcome That's to the show, I, Jeff. You yeah, right. fucking bore. Yeah, cool Jeff, story, bro. Jeff, what's going on? How are things going with you? Well, I'm swearing at the TV for no reason. Well, I guess things aren't going well. Well, I watch it, by the way, let me tell you what MeTV is. Yeah. And I happen to know what this is because I work for a television station. Right. It is a over-the-air antenna channel mm -hmm. that plays shows that are basically almost public domain Correct. at this point. Yeah, they don't have to pay it's for It's for the people rights. who don't have cable. Yeah. It's for people who are just losers. So enjoy MeTV, Jeff. Well, what I think is funny is... This guy is so angry at the world in general, but mostly Republicans and anyone who's just an inch right of center. He's so angry at them that he's screaming at the TV when the My Pillow guy shows up on television. And he's you like, want to put money. Do you he's think like, he said fuck you to the TV or do you think he said F you? 
I bet you he went, F you. He was around his wife, so he probably said, F you. What a loser. But he's like, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. Dude, you're still going to be in your skin in 2021. It's still you. You you want you understand that, right? I hope they just get rid of my TV in 2021. <laughs> I hope it's Me gone. Me TV? Me TV. So this is a guy who obviously does not acknowledge other people's viewpoints, will not listen to them, because he can't even see a person trying to sell his product on TV without getting enraged by it. Yeah. But later on... They talk about how it's the Fox News people who can't stand liberal viewpoints. Being flabbergasted by the positive affirmation to opposing views is a major character trait of Fox hosts. And also, these guys who are in an echo chamber, they all just agree with each other the entire time. Have the balls to say this. The concept that anybody could believe something that they have been told not to believe is foreign to them. Mm. These people do not understand... That they're just as bad on the other side of things. These people are so smug about it too. That's oh, yeah. what's so crazy. Yes, and, for and, sure. and 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 that goes both ways. But the fact is, because it goes both ways, neither side wants to look at it in themselves, and it's freaking right. truly incredible. I know it it's is. a goddamn it's disease. Yes, it is a disease, and when you observe it from the outside, it can be both disturbing and fun. We're gonna try to make it fun today. That's my goal. There's nothing fun here. Everybody. That's my goal, Vinny. Fast forward to later. All right. You want to talk more about panel uh, yeah. introductions? Uh, how about uh, panel two? Here's okay. our here's our other apparently co-host. Yeah. Abby, how's your two weeks been? Uh, I've been quarantining, like for real quarantining, like not seeing anyone. Uh, we're trying to see my significant other's family, including his 90 plus year old grandparents. And so I have been stuck in the house grading. Just a regular party animal you are. Yeah, I know, I show. know. This is really the... I'm really going out strong in 2020. <laughs> These people are miserable. Do you hear the <laughs> fucking chemistry here? Yeah, I know. These are the co-hosts of the show. Now, there's an, there, there's now he brought in two other people. We're going to yep. go right down the panel. We're going to introduce you to everybody on the show. Let's find out. Hit number three. Linda, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're from the uh, San Francisco area, is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Yes, sir. And, Anything interesting uh, striking you uh, this week that you've noticed? Okay, so I've been following, like, the rent trends in the Bay Area, and there was, like, this story about how they just continue to plummet, and um, I am hoping to move into San Francisco when this is all done, and I get so excited every time they talk about, like, the rents are plummeting. I'm like, oh, my God, like, a studio is, like, still slightly unaffordable, but, like, not as much as it was before, but um, yeah. I, she seems like she has marketable skills. I can't believe she doesn't make enough money to live to in a studio apartment. A studio apartment. <laughs> Carl, welcome to the show. Yep. You know, I've been following the real estate trends. It turns out I still can't afford shit. I still can't That's afford a studio. Heard. That's what you just heard. Hey, how's it going in your world? I'm poor and destitute. All right. Thanks for joining the show. We're going to get right into it. Now, here's the thing I'm going to do right now. I am going to play for you folks in our panel four clip. Yes. Uh, the best piece of improv in the entire show. Okay. This is as good as this show gets, ladies and gentlemen, okay. when you hear just the great chemistry at the end of this. And then I'm going to point something out about this show that you might not have picked up on. All right. Michelle, welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be here. She's Anything some interesting energy, this uh, strike you this week? Well, now they're talking about Joe Socks, and I've never been so happy in the last four years than the biggest piece of news about the president on a particular time frame was a piece of clothing that and it wasn't a diaper oh did i say that out loud 
But I have, for legal reasons, I have no knowledge that President Trump has ever or will ever wear diapers. Too late. That's going to be the teaser for this uh, episode. I think you should name the episode after that. (laughs) Michelle says... You suck. That was the best part. That was the best improv between them for the entire show. I just want everybody to know that. That was it. I hope you enjoyed it. So strap in, kids. So here's the crazy thing that you might not have picked up on. Every episode is almost precisely 30 minutes long. What is he paying for bandwidth? Which tells me this is highly edited. And I don't know why he thinks 30 minutes is the right length. Maybe Bill Maher told him that. But it does not need to be 30 minutes. There's no such thing as a show that's 30 minutes. If it's a television show, it's 22 and a half. If it's radio, it's less than that. Right. To fill a 30-minute time. So I don't know what he's thinking with this, but it's edited to shit. Because you wouldn't just have a show that's exactly 30 minutes Not time. only is it edited to shit, what you left makes me wonder well, who right. the fuck is editing it. All right, so you just played that final panelist who was introduced. I have a clip on yeah, here. Yeah, that's the cast, everybody. I have a clip on here that says, crazy lady chimes in. This woman is nuts. Or they, or they have the same last name as uh, <laughs> President or what. And they're smart. He's bringing in smart people. Remember what that was like, everyone? There are smart people who are going to understand things. Uh, why don't you bring the rage down a knob or two? Like, all these people are supposed to be comedians. It's supposed to be a comedy show. I have another uh, clip of that. This is her yeah. being upset at uh, people who went to a Trump rally, number two. Okay. Just my number two clip. Really? I thought that was an example of a really big brain trust there. That just, you know, you know where the smart ones come out. Do you think these yeah. people would be fun to hang out with? Vinny? You know where the smart ones come out. <laughs> oh God, they are really terrible, Carl. All right, can I can I get into some uh, some jokes? They didn't. I I would love to play some of these and get your take on what is going on here. So what happens? The show format is this: Tom Myers comes on and does a monologue in front of his guests who have to endure that. Then he brings up some questions and they have a little discussion. He brings some clips in. They listen to Sesame Street for some reason. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. (laughs) And then at the end, Tom Myers does more jokes for some reason. But here's the thing. I would break it down slightly differently. Okay, go ahead. It is he does more jokes. But basically what he does is these horrible setup punches, setup punches, setup punches. Right. Hey, everybody. Panel introduces the panel. You just heard that, folks. And then it goes back to him doing the setup punch jokes to the panel and them temporarily laughing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Oh, I have lots of great reactions. Here's an example of of one of the reactions here. If your kid took a test in school and he only got one question right out of over 30, then you'd want to pump a little fucker full of Ritalin. (laughs) And that's as big of a laugh as he received the entire show for the entire monologue. Um, I actually, I played this reaction in uh, a couple of weeks ago. We just wanted to listen to a little bit of this guy's show. And uh, I have to say that this reaction is hilarious. Amy Coney Barrett has already heard a few cases as a Supreme Court justice. Now is her biggest challenge. It wasn't her confirmation. It's now that she's on the court and she has to stop Brett Kavanaugh from trying to fuck her. His co-host, his co-host is like, oh, oof. the language, Jeez. the language here. Gets like fucking brutal. But then again, that's the Bill Maher thing. I always wonder, I'm like, why does Tom come out with these things about smoking weed and like pretty outrageous concepts? But it's totally just copying Bill Maher. hundred percent. Yeah. 
Uh, here's another uh, example. He is an uglier Bill Maher, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds impossible. Laura Ingram tweeted that Joe Biden will be 78 when he enters the White House, whereas Ronald Reagan was 78 when he left. True. But what Laura Ingram doesn't take into account is that at the time Reagan left the White House, his brain was 178. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what that means. It means he had a disease. Why was his brain 100 years older than he was? I think he's trying to make like an Alzheimer's joke. But, well, how have, does that like, make Alzheimer's sense? Alzheimer's dementia? Yeah, but how does that so make sense? Saying, like, Your brain doesn't brain. age yeah. with the Alzheimer's. So this is one of those jokes where he thinks everyone's just going to follow along and understand every part. You of it. did? He's, well, I understand, Somehow? I understand that he's alluding to Alzheimer's, but you're right. I didn't. I didn't the thing that is, when you when you do a joke like this, you have to make sure that the words you choose paint the picture properly. Yeah. And he never does that. I feel like all of these jokes that I'm listening to, not only they're not good, they're right. half written. They're half written. Yeah. Like I said... He's not trying to elicit laughter. He's trying to get you to agree with him. Like, Correct. Reagan fucking was an idiot. <laughs> he should end every single fucking punchline with, am I right? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those types of things. So uh, getting back to introducing the panelists, this Ugh. is so poorly done from a production standpoint. This is how you would never run a show. Correct. This is how, <laughs> Vinny's run a lot of shows. This is how you would never do it. It's awkward for everyone involved. Ancestry.com now screens for potential health problems in addition to tracing your family history. We looked at the sample you sent us. It turns out you were distantly related to Mary, Queen of Scots. And you've got ball cancer. <laughs> and now on with the show. I'd like to welcome our panelists, Jeff Heisen and Abby Mello. Way to go out on a high note. Hi, hi, they Tom. have to applaud themselves. For some reason, there's a lot of clapping. Let me show you when you do production. Yeah. This is how you introduce someone who's going to be on your show. And now, we would like to welcome this evening's host, a man who caused the old country buffet to rename their sneeze guard to Semen Guard. Give it up for ROC Podcast Zone, Vinny Paulino. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Where's your car? There it is. Thank you. So, yeah, exactly. All you want to do. That was actually from a Isotope show in 2014. Yes, it is. That you hosted for us. Isotopioki. Yes, it was an Isotopioki show. Yeah. Really lame, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the best. <laughs> It was hosted very well. Now, I want to say this. Yeah. The way he his joke style is yeah. like a very classic joke style, but it is incredibly just poorly executed. And oh, that's yeah. the thing here. There's two things he's doing wrong with his execution. One is the delivery. Uh -huh. And then the other one is the writing. Right. And what happens is he comes up with premises. So here's an example of it. He comes up with uh, a joke that you're like, well, that's not even mildly amusing, and I'm not even sure it makes sense. Here's here's just a quick example. Chris Christie is one of the few big-name Trump supporters who are urging him to concede and start the transition. As big as Chris Christie is, he could be the first person ever to jump ship to actually stop it from sinking. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, you know, Chris Christie's fat, so jumping off a ship should be good as far as it's sinking, but... See, it's what I was trying to say earlier. It's called word economy. Yes. The first joke that right out of the gate from this show. The first joke out of the gate. I swore at my computer. Like this guy <laughs> watching the fucking my pillow guy went, Oh fuck you, Carl. <laughs> yeah, well, this this joke, and I'm, I'm gonna explain why he thinks this is a joke after we listen to it, but this is insane. Hello, welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. 
Travel decreased owing to people not going to see their families this Thanksgiving. Not because of COVID, but because they discovered how racist their relatives really are. All right, so what's happening... Yeah, they're all Italians. If you look inside Tom's psyche, what's going on here is that he sees everyone as a racist. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, I bet he doesn't talk to his family anymore. I bet he's so fucking far gone that he thinks that anyone who's watching anything well, other than MSNBC is I'm a racist. I'm pretty sure that his family stopped talking to him when for <laughs> Christmas one year he all gave him all a copy of his DVD. <laughs> That's a good point. Fair enough. All right, uh, I'll give it to you. You know, Carl, to, to, to even sum it up even more, just like, because I'm so annoyed by it. Yeah. Like, when you do a setup punch joke, you don't want to make it so hard for people to think about. Right. Like you really have to doing, follow along when you're doing a, like a, a thing, it's got to have a rhythm to it, but he's just got so much shit and stupid words crammed into it that it just loses anything that possibly could be redeeming about it. All right. I will uh, give you another uh, example, please. Now white house. Actually, no, this one's great. This one is so fucking stupid. He hates truck drivers. Supposedly there is a group of pro Trump truck drivers who are planning to go on strike. Good. No trucks splashing water, mud, and other debris on my vehicle. And, as a bonus, no truck stop waitresses being groped or sexually assaulted. Do you hear that, Andy? Tom Myers thinks all truckers are rapists. Well, he's got a point. <laughs> I mean, we just did Creepiest Trucker on the Creep-Off a couple weeks ago. <laughs> there was, there was a and I mean, ones. you had a guy who literally was driving down the fucking highway in a CSI crime scene. I think that was one of my rare wins. If I'm yeah, not, I think it was. I'm not mistaken on but, that one. Uh, he's so terrible. He, well, he's actually he's actually a hero because he has women on his podcast. You know, I, I certainly don't consider you know myself what I do history making. I, I try and have mostly you know women on my podcasts. I'm so sick of all male podcasts that I go on. So this is great because he's like, I, listen, this isn't history making, but I include women on my shows and I don't want to be acknowledged for that, but then he doubles down on it. I'm certainly not the first, you know, comic to start a, a comedy podcast featuring mostly women. So I don't want to toot my own horn in that regard. Your thoughts about a mostly female uh, cabinet besides oh it's God. long past overdue. Doesn't it sound like he does want to be acknowledged for having women on his podcast when Carl. he mentions it multiple times. I don't need to be acknowledged for this, but I'm having women on my podcast a lot. I played this clip for my wife earlier. Yeah. What did you who think? happens to be, a woman. I did not know that. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well done. Thank you. We got the DNA test. No. <laughs> what did you think about it? No. So I just said to her, I want you to listen to the answer that this woman gave to that. And it's I actually have it clipped, Carl. Oh, beautiful. It is a WR1. Okay. Now, he asked the woman who couldn't afford the studio apartment. Right. What do you think about Joe Biden appointing an all-female communications cabinet? Go ahead. So... You know, I think it's great. It's an all-female communications team. However, that's how it should have been the whole time. Women are way better at communicating than men are. And my wife went, I don't think so. <laughs> Even my wife said, I don't think that's accurate. I mean, the, the white knightness yes. of Tom Myers is just... It gives me the douche chills. Oh, you mean uh, you mean this? You know, it's no different than you know a police officer running to the scene of a crime or a firefighter running into a burning building. It's what I do. <laughs> you guys will never believe it. I didn't run into a building. 
I didn't even save a, a cat from a tree. I let a woman talk into a microphone on my terrible yes. show. He is a hero and he should be applauded. Hey, you know, he during that, he was talking about like how much he doesn't like doing all these shows with guys. Yeah. And then he took a shot at somebody. He did. Uh, I number one. Too. Okay, I'll, I'll, let me play mine. Listen to this tough talk. Yep. It's like, I'll be invited to go on a podcast and it'll be someone, I'll be on with someone like Tim Dillon. And I'll be like, you know, no, I mean, I'd rather go on with someone who has a pussy rather than someone who is one. Oh, Dude, shots fired. Right. I, I know Tim Dillon's listening. Yeah. He's a huge fan of the show. I'm sure. Tom Myers is taking a shot at you. This is what's so insane about that. He was on Real Ass Podcast with Louis J. Gomez mm-hmm. because they were all goofing on him. Yes. They brought Tim Dillon on to goof on him. And he's like, yeah, I get invited on all male podcasts all the time. You know, I'm, I'm there with Tim Dillon. Like, no, you're not. I'm in the same league as Tim Dillon, you fucking moron. You were going to goof on because you're an idiot. You are literally the fucking elephant man brought in to be put on <laughs> yes. display for yeah. everyone's scorn and ridiculed it's, dipshit. It's like Stuttering John saying, I used to work on the Howard Stern show. It's like, no, no, no. You were a stunt boy. No, he you were a whack there. pack. He worked there. You were he a, a whack packer. Stop it. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> Fair enough. He was very talented on that show. I apologize, but I know you guys are friends. Yep. Now, listen. <laughs> the fucking yeah. pussy, the culture on the show drives me crazy. I want to play a couple more clips of the girl who couldn't afford the apartment. Yeah, she's great. Um, I, want to, I, I just want you to hear this, and I want you to know. Yeah. You're on blast. Okay. Uh, Women's rights too. That's what the WR stands for. Okay. The all male podcast, yeah, is it's gonna is dying. <laughs> I pulled that clip too. <laughs> this this whole thing where it's just like two or three guys talking to microphones, that's dunzo. No one cares about that anymore. Uh, they all agreed too. So I also have this one. This is another clip from I can't tell if it's her or the other one, but play my last uh, woman rights clip. And this is a they talked about Instagram versus Facebook and why Instagram was better than Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And I want you to hear this answer and tell me your head doesn't explode. Yeah. Like there's just too much with the hands. Like oh, okay. Before you play that, I'm gonna set this one up because this this had me dying laughing. For for once on this show, I actually agreed with this woman when she said this. I think you should do it. You should leave Facebook for sure. Who actually watches like your Facebook lives? Like our Latina tias, our aunts, will like walk around like our, you know, any kind of get together, like filming on Facebook live. And I ask myself, like, who's watching your Facebook live? She's, right. She sounds like a mentally ill person, but I do agree. You're there with your family. Broken you don't clocks. need to be. Yeah, right. You don't need to be broadcasting this. But then she ruins her own point when she says this. Instagram live feels different than Facebook live because I do watch people's Instagram lives. Like what? Instagram live, that's where it. That's where it's at. There's no fucking difference. difference. So they ask her what the difference is, and that's what your clip is, which is yes. just fucking hysterical. What's the, what's the difference? And this, I'm telling you, folks. I couldn't believe I heard the sentence. Yes. Like, there's just too much with the hands, like, between the thumbs up and the poking. Like, th- that's that's a lot. It, it feels like harassment, you know, coming from, you know, from my perspective as a woman. Do you know when they got rid of the poke on Facebook? I think I was still in college. 
when the Pope was on Facebook. What is she talking about? You know, before you even were on there, when it was just the Facebook, yeah. it wasn't a poke. It was called a finger blast. So I understood. <laughs> so I understand why people would be offended by that. And I get it. But the poke, come on. The messy Facebook. Come on, pussycat. No, I'm just kidding. I fucking don't even know what to make of that. Well, my, just as a woman, I feel like the poke or the thumbs up on Facebook is aggressive. Dude, that's a microaggression, a thumbs up on Facebook. How dare you? I want a heart emoji, and that's all I ever want to see out of you. Great. This woman's definitely been popped by her dad. If she thinks a thumbs up emoji is a microaggression. Somebody did something really bad to her and then just fucking fonzied. Hey, just two thumbs up and she's done for life. So I think we've established where these people are coming from and what their deal is and how amazing it is that they have men and women and people of different I actually think it's great. It's 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 fantastic. And uh the one woman had to vet the show before she came on to make sure that it was okay for her. I listened to uh, some uh, earlier episodes. I'm like, okay, yeah, you have a variety of perspectives. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. They have a variety of perspectives. So, Vinny. She didn't listen to shit that if that's what she thinks. No, Vinny, I'm going to tell you, different perspectives in their mind means different genders and ethnicities with the same perspective. That's what different perspectives are. Like, literally, they're using the word the opposite of what it is. I would say that is spot on. <laughs> I would say you absolutely nailed that. Correct. Uh, do you want to talk about the Sesame Street shit? Okay. So I'm listening to this and they played a clip of the new uh, soon to be secretary of state. Yeah. Was on Sesame Street. Yeah. Doing like a kid's bit with Grover. Yeah. About the, the UN. No, I just want to play that clip for you. I want okay. you folks to hear the bit that they played. Yep. This isn't his material. This is from Sesame Street. Go ahead, Carl. Here's Secretary of State-designate Anthony Blinken in a previous capacity, representing the government, explaining refugees on an episode of Sesame Street. May I ask you a question? Uh, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Deputy Secretary Tony Blinken from the State Department. Wow, you have a long name. I am trying to find the big on building. And it is so confusing because, well, you know, untied means not tied and unhappy means not happy. So on building must be not a building, and I have been looking and looking everywhere, and I cannot. What does an unbuilding even look like? No, no, Grover, it's not the unbuilding; it's the UN building. Oh, Dude. now Carl, that's a really good writing right there, Carl. Yep, G two, please. I kind of love how stupid, funny Grover is. Like, I it's been a while since I've seen Sesame Street, but that unbuilding that really got me in the beginning. <laughs> like that. That's that's a funny joke. It, that is an unfunny joke. <laughs> that's the worst joke. There's nothing funny about that joke. You think that's good humor? These people are uncomedians. Yes. <laughs> These people think they're comedians and they're I laughing at Grover. It was so fucking like, R -r really? <laughs> I and know. Now, and she followed this up. She, they, he lets people ramble on the show. For sure. as edited as you think it is. Yes, I These do. are some fucking ramblers. Yep. This woman goes on to explain what she thinks they should do with Grover. Uh, G3. I would, like, watch, like, Grover as, like, a commentator, like, on, like, a CNN show or something. Like, just talk to all these, like, people who, this is their job to talk about politics. And just, like, watch him just misunderstand everything and just bring it down to uh like a children's level i i'm for more of those types of interactions because you are a child 
That's why you want that. C is for Tom's guest. <laughs> Dude, she is a... The reason why she enjoys Sesame Street is because she has the mentality of a child. There's no other explanation for that. This is not good, witty humor. This is a children's show. I was so... Like, just Carl, head in hand, listening to this today. I, I cannot believe that this is what made the edit if it is as edited as you claim that it is. Well, I'll show you an example of, of why I think this is edited. Tom ends the show and he says, I have a, a final thought. He always says, end the shows with his final thought. Yeah, so does just, Bill Maher. What? Exactly. Exactly. So this is like his one more joke that he wants to get in at the end. And uh, listen at the very beginning here of how he edits in. I, I don't think he said the final thought thing the first time. But before we go, my final thought. As we approach the holiday season, let's all be... Did you hear that? But before we go, my final thought is recorded very differently than the rest of this whole podcast. Let's listen again. But before we go, my final thought. As we approach the holiday season, <laughs> yep, let's all it. be considerate of one another. I especially want to address no. this to everybody who caters to holiday shoppers. More Please editing. make sure all your... Co- Wait a second. That, that editing was really bad. That was bad. a bad one. That was like my edit. Yeah, that was yeah, like, that was like you editing it. <laughs> oh, speaking of the sound production... So Sesame Street is 5 dBs or 6 dBs higher than any conversation they're having. And then when that one really depressed woman is talking, you can't hear anything at all. Like They, they didn't compress this or normalize it. They did nothing. Not a thing. Not that you would know what that is. I do. I do those things. I do those things every week, you <laughs> motherfucker. Kidding. I'm coming over to the table. As we approach the holiday season, let's all be considerate of one another. I especially want to address this to everybody who caters to holiday shoppers. Please make sure all your customers practice shopping very safely, maintain social distancing, and wearing a mask. And if any of your customers refuse to do that, do the only humanitarian thing possible. Telling their kids that the coronavirus killed Santa Claus. (laughs) Good night. Good night, you ghouls. What was that laugh? He really ended that a bang. He had a tough time getting that joke out. He must have done three or four takes of that. There were a lot of cuts in there. Well, it's really hard. To have something that hysterical as a punchline and be able to keep a straight face through the whole <laughs> that, thing. That must be what it is. That's got to be it. Honestly, Vinny, it goes back to word economy. Yeah. The reason why he's stumbling through these jokes is that there's too many fucking words in that one. Hey, remember, folks, this holiday season. Here, this is easy. Yeah. Hey, everybody, remember this holiday season. Be nice to each other. And for those of you who aren't being nice, whatever. I don't even know what the fucking punchline you is. Forgot, I give up. You forgot. I forgot I the staring, joke already. I was staring at you because I'm like, do you remember where he went with that? No, no. I don't. I don't even remember. <laughs> and that... Uh, All right, here's an example. No, you're fine. Here's an example of a joke he tells on episode four. And you guys got to tell me. You pulled jokes from more episodes? Yes. What, do you hate me? Yes. So <laughs> listen to this, because this is the most nonsensical thing I've ever heard. I need you guys to explain to me why he thought this was a joke and or funny. Hello. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. As the transition to a Biden administration is postponed, and efforts are made to deny the election results, it's apparent that Donald Trump believes he has served up his vision of this country to Americans like he's serving up a big bowl of mashed potatoes. And all the Biden voters, 79 million Americans, have put their dicks in it. Okay. I think he was going for this. Was that because it was supposed to be like Thanksgiving themed? I think he was going for this joke. He looked around at his buddy and said, shit, if this is going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. (laughs) 
that's the reaction that he yeah. was going for with that. He's like, there's 79 million voters put their dick in the mashed potatoes. I like, imagine. What? what are you talking about? I imagine where he records that because he did those, like, the other people over Zoom. He was by yeah. himself. I imagine, like, whatever his studio is. Looks a lot like Rupert Pupkins. Yes, I was just thinking the same thing. A king of comedy. I think he like just... he's got the audience there, oh, and he's yeah. got the sign going off. Ba, 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 da, <laughs> ba, 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 da. It's the king of comedy, Tom Myers. Except Hi, it looks everybody. Exa- <laughs> sucks. Except for it's actually the Bill Maher show. That's you know, right. it's probably in the round, and he's looking... welcome to real time with Tom Myers. Yeah. He's lo- he's looking around as he's doing delivering the jokes with his smug little prick face. He looks like. Tommy Mule's more smug baby. <laughs> no one's going to know what that I know means. what you do, so I you do. laughed. All right, so here is a joke that Tom says. He might have said this off the cuff. This might not have been one that was written down. And I'm just going to say that it doesn't work in the context of this conversation. He'll probably spend... They're talking about what's Trump going to do in his last few weeks of office. He'll probably spend these last weeks as president doing what he's been doing the last four years which is being on Pornhub when he's not on camera. <laughs> Boom! Hot take! So is there a thing where we think Trump's jerking off to the internet a lot? I don't even know if he knows how to use. So what There's been, so many better punchlines. Right, what would have been the right joke is to say, like, pictures of his daughter's graduation day or something. Like, sure. Like, you, you want to work that angle into it, but just jerk off to Pornhub. That could have been about anybody. Yeah. Well, this guy sure does jerk off to Pornhub a lot. You know, Who? Snorting Adderall off the Resolute desk that, is a better joke. That would have been a better joke. Yeah. Right. Something that actually pertains to Trump. Something that we know about Trump. Right. That he's attracted to his daughter. He's a drug addict. Would have been funnier than, than He was up. looking at Pornhub. Than a very generic Let's see your web joke. browser, Tom. Let's talk about how badass Tom is. So the one woman, I'm going back to episode four now. This one woman is talking about how she has a lot of anxiety. And at 4 a.m., She's worried about, she has the weight of the world on her shoulders, and she's worried about that she pull her laundry out of the dryer, and all these different things are running through her head. And she asks, Tom, what goes on with you at 4 a.m.? My 4 a.m. is sending a tweet and then thinking, this will probably get me suspended for a few days, but fuck it. Wow, wow, you're active in the morning. <laughs> By the way, Tom has never once tweeted anything that Twitter would give a flying fuck about. Correct. He's not that edgy. I don't know who he thinks he is. In his own mind. Well, he thinks he's Bill He Martin. blocked me, so I can look <laughs> at his Twitter today. Now, he's not on Politipod anymore? You No, he's not. He got kicked off of that. They I, threw him off at Politipod. I mean, I, I don't, I'm speculating. Do they need someone to play Dick Payne? <laughs> Do you want to be Dick Payne? That was such a great bit. Yeah. Call me, Politipod. I'm surprised he doesn't have a call-in show bit on this podcast. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. No, that's the old show. This is something fresh and new, Carl. Let's talk about racists again, Vinny. Do you know how you determine if somebody is racist or not? If they're Italian. <laughs> You're really leaning into that one, Mr. Paulino. Um, uh, no, how do you tell someone's racist, Carl? Well, back in the old, olden time days, you would call someone a racist if they wore, like, I don't know, a, a white hood and burned a cross out in front of someone's yard. If they were yelling the N-word at yelling, people walking down the street. Yelling the N-word, not allowing them into their business, right. maybe dragging them with their pickup truck or something like that. Nowadays, it's a little bit different. They bring on this woman who's a different panelist. Or winning the Olympics and putting your fist up. In the- I'm just kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding, everybody. Wow. 
how's uh, your observations of this election been? You know, it's uh, it's been different because I, I didn't realize how many racists lived in my neighborhood <laughs> until this election happened. I mean, when they put the signs out, I was like, oh. But then when they started putting the flags out, I was like, okay, we shouldn't go for a walk anymore. <laughs> so a, a Trump flag got put out? A Trump sign and an American flag is what proves that you are a racist according to these fucking it's idiots. It's not a fucking sniper nest. It's a flag, <laughs> you lunatic. It's insane. That's stupid. Yeah. That is just... I can't believe that people, like, live that way. That it's, they literally, like, mentally are there. It's why they're having such a hard time with life. Wow. It's why they're not doing very well. Uh, anything else you wanted to play from this uh, yeah, show? Um, I want to... There's one clip I have that uh, is a rare moment of self-awareness from Tom Myers. Oh, great. Let's hear it. I'm not nice, hot, or fuckable. <laughs> yeah, you heard that that was my color. I figured you want to... I think you'd want to keep it. <laughs> And then uh, my summation of the show, very simple. Bowl cancer. <laughs> that's bowl cancer. That's it. That's pretty much what the he show He doesn't is. even say testicular cancer. That was a written joke, too. He's like, oh, it's 23 and me. You find out you got ball cancer. I'm not going to lie. If I was going for the punchline. You think ball cancer is funnier? I think ball cancer is funnier than easier than saying testicular. If we're talking word economy okay. and you want something that hits. Okay, but Tom Myers sounds like an idiot and a moron with everything that he says. So when he says ball cancer, I just think that he's an idiot. And a moron. All right. Well, I stand <laughs> corrected, I guess. Maybe that's why I thought that. Uh, all right. So this is a very awkward ending where these idiots clap for themselves. Imagine doing a show where you're wrapping up, you're pretending there's an audience there, but there isn't. So you all have to like clap for yourself. This whole thing is just awkward with bad jokes. And ugh. and on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, and Shireen Kassam. Thank you. Thank you. And now, my final thought. I hope his final thought is, I hope this bullet does the job. <laughs> and now, my final thought. In the weeks before January 20, and in this final year of humanity, as is left on life support, we can see the effects Donald Trump has had on this country. For instance... We have seen how much of a deal maker he can be. He's managed to combine two or three waves of a global pandemic into one major wave. How uniquely American. What did that mean? I don't have he a combined fucking two clue. or three waves. I mean, did you tune out on that one? I was trying to listen to it. And <laughs> he it just... combined two or three waves into one single wave. Is that like a wave goodbye? I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't understand the joke. I'm taking a leap just to try to figure out the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. All right. I don't like his final thoughts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're very good. I wish his final <laughs> thoughts were things like that pillow under my knees before I put my head in the oven was a good idea. Like, I hope those are his final thoughts. Oh, his final thought is, can I kick this chair out fast enough? Right. <laughs> I hope his final thought is, I hope the police shoot first. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'm just going to put out a disclaimer because this guy is really stupid. We don't really want you to die. We actually just want to eat at your restaurant. We're looking forward to next time we're in Baltimore. Yeah, next time Carl loses <laughs> and has to spin the creep off wheel. We're actually looking forward to getting some enchiladas. You know, I thought about if that. If this guy spits in my enchiladas, dude. Carl, I've thought about this long and hard. Tom Myers, do you spit in enchiladas? Tell the truth. You tell me right now. Nachos. Now, if you do end up having to go for the creep off consequence yeah, and having right. to go to Tom Myers' restaurant, yeah. I almost want to go with you. <laughs> you want to make just, it a date? Just because... <laughs> I just have to see the reaction when he hears your fucking voice walk into that restaurant. Table of two! Like, whatever obnoxious <laughs> bullshit you say. I'll be walking in laughing like a hyena. 
smile talking every smile step. talking to the the host oh gross but yeah he's uh not very good at podcasting I, I i gotta say this show if i have to rate it yeah it's a two two out of a thousand all right so i will say that not only is he bad at podcasting which is evident with the poor editing his terrible delivery but he's really just bad at, at comedy too he doesn't understand how jokes work. No, he clearly doesn't. You would think somebody who's been working as long as he has, and I've seen him on stages. Like, I've seen yes. clips of him. Yeah. You would think that somebody would say to this guy, or he would figure out by now, by just by absorption of being around comedians, you right. would learn how to edit a joke. Well, he has, like, four or five comedy albums. I remember him talking to Lewis about that. <laughs> Lewis lost his shit. It's like, what? <laughs> Listen, man. It, you could Anyone could produce a comedy album. Honestly... Don't even worry about his comedy albums because when you're doing your Christmas shopping for this holiday season, I have the ultimate stocking stuffer. Look no further because our sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. So all of our listeners who aren't here in the U.S. can now also purchase... Your Manscaped products with promo code WATP get 20% off and free shipping. Now, this is where I'm supposed to talk about using Manscaped, but I've been told that people are, this kind of turns people off a little bit. I'm insanely disgusted watching you smile talk and read it. <laughs> so I'm not even going to get into my personal grooming habits, even though I really enjoy the products that yeah. they have. Well, but it looks I'm like not you use it, it on your head today. What I'm did not... you do? A few of their products that are prime stocking stuffers this season are the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. The name speaks for itself. I don't know. What does crop preserver mean? Vinny, will you help me with this ad copy, my friend? A few of their products that are prime stocking stuffers this season are the crop preserver, trademarked, ball deodorant, the name speaks for itself, crop reviver, trademarked, ball toner, a spray-on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven with the aloe vera and hazel extracts, crop cleanser, trademarked, body wash, a full body wash that you can also use on your hair. Crop mop, trademarked. Ball wipes. You never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared. Foot duster, trademarked. Foot deodorant. Designed to keep your stankiest feet smelling fresh. Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer, which provides proprietary skin-safe, trademarked, technology to get rid of those nasty nose hairs. Let's not forget about the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. The Lawnmower. TM 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe trademark technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. There are no grooming accidents. I'll, I, I'll take the pictures. I'll show you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code W A T P. Whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, friend, get them something they will actually use. And it's almost sure to get a laugh. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code W A T P. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Um, speaking of commercials, producer Chris has put together. I haven't heard this yet, but uh, we have a, a little inspirational spot for WATP, I believe. We'll see what this is. With everything that's been going on, sometimes it's hard to see what's really going on. I thought I knew normal right up until the new normal. These are trying times. And we're trying in these times. It's important for us to be together, even if being apart is important. 
It's difficult to picture where we'll literally be like a year from now. So whoever and wherever you are, whatever and whyever you might be, we're there for you. W-A-T-P. What are we even talking about? I love it. That is very good. Good job, Chris. Can I say something that's funny? Yeah. Producer, I'm waiting for you. have been waiting all day. <laughs> producer Chris was a joke name. And now he's actually producing shit for us. Like, I should call you Comedian Mitty. That's see oh. if that works. I'm funny comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get so much Grover today. This is great. Oh, man. So, we did that show, Notes of a Goon, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And what happened was... I posted it, and then the guy sent out a tweet that he wasn't really thrilled that we did a certain episode. Now, if I recall, he had asked you to Correct. review the show. Correct. So then they went on their show. Right, last the tweet week, was a thank you, right? The, the tweet was, you picked the wrong episode, boo, kind of thing. Huh. And I didn't respond well to it because I hate that type of shit. When you asked me to review your show and you didn't like the way that you reviewed it. Turns out there's more to it that I did not know. And they addressed this on their most recent episode. This is the setup. They emailed you and told you to tell me that the day the show comes out to shit on them. Did they not? Yeah, that was the, uh, that, that was the information that I had. Yes. Because they don't tag people for no. the shows that they drop. Because it's supposed to be like a secret, secret ballot review. But... What they did was emailed you to tell me to shit on them so we can have a back and forth, and then they'll invite me on the show. Okay, well, I didn't know we were just we were just totally breaking kayfabe. Chris, I need you to email Carl and let him know that if he wants me to do the show, I'm going to need a little more gratitude. So listen to what's going on here. And Jody B, I love you, buddy, but... You really fucked this up, man, because they think Jody B is our producer. So what they think happened is after I reviewed their show, our producer mm. told them, hey, talk shit about us. And then we'll talk shit about you. We'll start a little podcast feud and then we'll go on each other's shows and it'll be like this little thing that we do, which I've never done. I, I never tell people how to react to something. I don't try to set up fake feuds like all the feuds that we have on here are legit. I just find it weird that somebody emailed you to begin with to have their show featured on this show. What? No, but, but that's great, though. I, I, Chris from Brooklyn, that's awesome. I, I love that he did that. And I was surprised that he didn't take it well. But then I found out he was pretending to not take it well because he thought that's what we wanted him to do, which is not what I want anyone to do. I don't want I'm any... I'm lost here. There's a lot of layers yes, to this shit. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. So what happened was he emailed me, I did the show, and then Jody B reached out to Mike, his producer, and he thought Jody B represented WATP. He does not. And he said, hey, man, what you should do is you should tweet out that you're pissed about this and then you can get something going. And it's like, oh, I would never do that. And so all these guys around here thinking that's what happened. And they're calling me out for having a fake show. I don't care. Like, my whole thing was like, you guys asked us to tweet about you. You guys are, you're literally a work shoot is what they're doing. Like, it's like, you, you're like... It's fucking whatever, man. They got a gimmick. It gets them over. Like their 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 fans enjoy it. And they're, they're, no, their fans don't realize they're being worked. They're speaking in wrestling, Carney. Yes, correct. There's a lot. Of, I, that's why I thought you would like this, Benny. Yeah. For those of you who want to know what a shoot work is, yes, it means a shoot is something that's real, but a work is something that's fake. Right. 
So they even go into an example of why they think that I'm getting this over on my fans. So they've opined that all of this is just made up. All of our feuds and everything that's going on is made up because we just produce this. We manufacture this behind the scenes. Not true at all. I promise you that. And No, they, there's people that legitimately want to murder you. <laughs> correct. Yeah. You've talked to them. And you can't prove that. <laughs> yeah, I can't prove anything. Uh, anyway, so this is... Uh, this is them comparing that to wrestling, like you're talking about. You'll get a kick out of this. Come on, man. I don't know if you if you're telling me you think you think... wrestling fans used to pull guns on Jim Cornette in the seventies, <laughs> and that and there was a book that was written in the thirties called Fall Guys about how wrestling is fake. You understand what I'm saying? They go as no. What does that have to do with anything? Well, what he's saying is that our audience is gullible, and we believe, and they believe that like. My feuds with people are real, even though they're not. They even bring up this example. Like, I will tell you, no, no, it was just weird to me that it's like, you know, these guys who who clearly stole an Opie and Anthony bit for their show, mm-hmm. right, just spent that much time re- just working a fucking angle with Opie. It was what, wild. Is that also a work shoot? I mean, I I can't imagine. I don't know, dude. Opie's got nothing else going on. It might this be. This is like the CM Pump. CM Punk pipe bomb if the pipe was a fucking meth pipe. Are you finally going to admit and tell everybody the truth that you and Opie shared Thanksgiving together this year at his house in the Hamptons? Opie reached out to me five years ago and said, Carl, I want you to take the Jocktober bet. I'm going to start a podcast in three years, three and a half years. Take the Jocktober bet, run it for a while, see if you can get any trash. You probably won't. Just wait for me to get fired. (laughs) Wait for me to get fired. And then I'm going to, these motherfuckers are saying that I'm in this with Opie and we're in this together. These motherfuckers. Oh, you are a phony. And then what I did think was funny about this was they started pulling up pictures of me. They just started Googling me. And there's a picture of me with Stavros from Mm -hmm. Town. Mm -hmm. And this is pretty funny. They goof on me good. No, I'm just saying. Like, We're that, coming that... in here half cocked. That's how you know this isn't a work because I don't know what to say. Oh, then that was a picture of fucking Stavros and Carl, and Stavros is a fucking sexy beast <laughs> next to Carl. <laughs> That's true. I, I honestly, I was, I pointed out that this guy had the fucked up teeth in a picture where Stav's missing a tooth. Tooth, yeah. Without oh, a hint shit. of irony. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> what's the name of this show? I like it now. Notes of a goon. Unfortunately, Mike doesn't like me now. Oh man, I hate Carl. I genuinely don't. I like have him. no problem with him. Yeah. I'm sure the. Sh- I'm sure everything they said was funny and correct. I'm with Mike. <laughs> Fair enough. By the way, I want to point out as they're talking about all this, I didn't hear this type of energy at any point on the show that I reviewed. But if I had... Well, the man had an infection in his face, Carl. I didn't listen to that episode, you motherfucker. If I had heard clips like this, I would have had other things to say. Because fucking podcasting is stupid. Doing podcasts about podcasts are stupid. The Tonight Show is stupid. Everybody can go fuck themselves, especially Carl, from Who Are These Fucking Podcasts. That's the kind of energy I'm like, oh, this is this guy's ranting. All right, because that's what I thought I was going to get. Instead, it was like a subdued, boring conversation. But anyway, props and notes of a goon. I like your guys' response. And I promise you I never wanted you at my show. (laughs) I promise you that. (laughs) I will vouch for it. He needs it. He does need that one. I don't need the aggravation. Oh, my God. We also talked about Rained Out Rantcast. You'd rather have Heather W. (laughs) Oh, God. So we talked about Rained Out Rantcast a few weeks ago. And the host, Chris, just put out an episode dedicated to our review of his show and his response 
is a little Patrick Michael ask. Listen to this. But they had clips. They had notes. They probably stayed up writing jokes. Had it all set up. You know, they couldn't wait to talk about it. You know, me, I was going to smoke fucking weed anyways and hang out with my buddy. So I fucking recorded it. What about it? Now I get, you know, I make money every goddamn download. What the fuck is the problem here? <sighs> Apparently I'm the asshole because this guy could just put out shit and make point zero one five cent every time he, somebody downloads it. Don't poo-poo the anchor money, Carl. Yeah, you got the business model all figured out. I'm the idiot, obviously. What do I know about anything? This is a lovely home. It is a lovely home. It's now, the home the podcasting built. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good response, sir. No, it's really fucking lame. He didn't have a lot of good responses. He actually, there was a story that he told that I shit on when we reviewed his show. And his response to that was retelling the story again. I'm like, yeah, I know that's the story I hated, you asshole. Twice as nice now. Oh, what a fucking idiot. I mean, that guy's not a, a bright guy by any means. All right. This is a segment we haven't done in a while, but uh, I think it's long overdue. Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. We got a cringe of the week submission that came in from uh, our friend Daniel Malmo. And uh, he's a supporter on Patreon. We appreciate that. This is a show called Whiskey and Water Podcast. Show description. Whiskey and Water is a hilariously lighthearted yet compelling food-for-thought-filled show hosted by influencers and two BFFs. So there's these two chicks. Ugh. Yeah, these two chicks on Instagram. And uh, he describes this clip as two idiots give vocal fry platitudes spewing a nothing quote while attempting to sound deeply profound. I really resonated with it. She was saying how... You know, everything is hard to do. Like, bolt when you're like unmotivated, that's hard. And when you're being, when you are motivated and doing the work, that's hard too. And she was just saying, like, pick your hard because everything that you want to do is going to be hard. But also, not doing everything that you want to do is hard because then you're like guilting yourself and in a bad place. Yeah. And, like, you want to be somewhere where you're not, and that's hard. That's deep. Wow. <laughs> Drink. You know what? Whether you do stuff or you don't do stuff, man, life's tough. Okay. She should be on that other guy's show, the rained out raincast. Yes, whatever. those two should have a, a stoned conversation like about a deep convo about how hard things are when things are so hard. Vinny, what? we got to get into it. We got to talk about your friend because this is what happened after the show last week on WATP. We ended on Saturday, and. We had talked about the fact that Chad Zumach had a cancel on Stuttering John. And the reason why was because Chad said that someone was going to dox his aunt. His aunt had, Sharon, his favorite aunt. If he had appeared on Stuttering John's show. We didn't believe this to be true. So what John did was he tweeted the screen capture of the note that Chad had sent him. Unfortunately, the screen capture included Chad's email address. So Chad was not happy about this, and Chad reached out to John, and I've seen the, the DM thread. Chad called John a few words that mm -hmm. probably John didn't appreciate. Okay. Kind of thinks that John's well, an you know, idiot I will for doing say this. That. I will say this. Please. Because, you know, John, you've got to be careful of people's private information, man. And that's just, I'm saying that in just a serious way. you got to be You did it to Jason Ellis, I believe. Yes, he gave out Jason Ellis' You've done it a couple number. of times. Please, be more cautious with this stuff. Correct. And one thing, we, we love goofing on people, but doxing people is something that we will never do. Yeah, nobody's doxing anybody not, around here. Not cool. So anyway, 
rightfully so, Chad said, take the fucking tweet down. And John got very upset about that. He did take it down. But then he went out and said, he tweeted, oh, I don't usually lay into comics, but wait until Tuesday's show because Chad's really going to get it. And I couldn't wait to hear what he was going to say about Chad. So he had a couple days to cool down. Is that your third McUltra? Or your third Labatt over there? It's a Labatt Blue White. Okay. I'm on vacation. You're always on vacation. <laughs> Go to Tampa tomorrow. This is... Uh... <laughs> Motherfucker. You're really throwing me out my game today. I, I think this might be Vinny's last appearance. You know... That'll uh, teach me. You know Doug from... <laughs> <laughs> you mean I can't listen to Tom Myers anymore? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Doug, I'll see you on Monday. Doug from Good Times, Great Movies, though, he's like, oh, this is going to be my last appearance here. Vinny comes in with a confidence that is not deserved in any single way. Uh, the confidence that only an oblivious fat man could have. You know, I got a lot of time on the plane to edit. So <laughs> <laughs> at, least I got, at least I got that going for me. Uh, I'm just teasing you. Um, All right. So, what so he, you... decides, he decides that he's not going to beat on a guy who's been down on his luck talking about Chad Zumach. But don't worry, Vinny, because you don't want to call somebody out. So he never says his name, even though every single person watching knows exactly who he's talking about. Thank you. Let's keep those super chats coming. And uh, look, I'm not going to beat a guy, you know, when he's down. All right. So, you know, just that's all I could say. You know, I don't. You know what? I don't even want to bring it up. I'm not going to mention any names. You know, I was pissed off at first because, you know, because the guy, you know, you know, used, uh, you know, profanely and called me a few things because because Sean Hockey can't. He used a profanely? Wait, what did he just say? Hold on, I gotta hear this. Uh, you know, profanely and called me. <laughs> he used a profanely? <laughs> well, I mean, no wonder you're pissed off. He used a profanely. Just nitpicking the guy. Profanely and called me a few things because. Because Sean Hockey Canada twenty five, you know, sent me a screenshot, you know, and you and 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 I don't blame him because you could only see what, what was in bold, and then, you know, I tweeted it just to prove because this guy was people were claiming that he didn't, you know, like you know you know that he wasn't threatened, which he was, and that's why he canceled doing my show. So I just said, you know, and and I said, you know, this is blackmail. I was I was supporting the dude. And he starts trashing me. So he throws hockey puck under the bus. Oh, hockey puck sent me the, the screen grab. And I told you, know, I tweeted it. But I said, hockey puck, I want to put his email address in there. So <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Uh, so then he talks about, it was just an innocent mistake, Vinny. When you post uh, a picture on the internet that has somebody's personal information on it, it's just an innocent mistake. Things do happen. People do it all the time. I hope they don't. People do it all the time. And, you know, look, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not kicking a guy when he's down. I'm not trashing other comics. I don't do that. It's not my nature. Yeah, I was pissed initially because he was calling me things like asshole and dumb fuck. You know, you know, because of the um, uh, tweet which I immediately took down and and then erased. Had Sean erase his email from it. I didn't see it there. It was an innocent mistake. 
All right. Well, I mean, look, we got we got an innocent man here. There's nothing he could have done differently. I don't know why Chad's getting all upset, but don't worry. He's not going to trash him. He's not going to trash his comedy. And then he goes on, you know, and then trashes my comedy, which he's never seen. And even when I have his DMs where he's begging me to get him, you know, slots to open for me in Florida, you know. And, you know, and I would have because I'm a good guy like that. <laughs> this is amazing. So what he's saying is, first off, Chad's never seen my comedy. That's not true. We've all seen your comedy, John. That's the beauty of this, that we know what your stand-up act is, and it's terrible. Second thing he says is, I'm not going to trash him, even though he was begging me for an opening spot. So oh, now you're kind of trashing him, pretending that you're not, but you actually are. So you can't have it both ways. And then he says, which I would have done because I'm a great guy. So now he's the hero, even though he's doing the thing that he says he wouldn't do. I, I see the irony. I have more examples. And, you know, and he knows, like he's saying, oh, I'll put my 45 minutes against his. I don't even know if he has 45 minutes. He's not a headliner. I'm a headliner. But it doesn't matter. I'm not trashing the guy. <laughs> he just said Chad Zumark's not a headliner. I don't even know if he has 45 minutes. The guy's been a stand-up forever. He goes, yeah, he's not a headliner. I'm a headliner. But I'm not trashing him. Mitty, you're in the world of comedy. Is calling someone who says they have a solid 45 minutes not a headliner trashing them? Too many people claim to have more time than they do. Okay. That's a thing that does happen in the comedy world all the time. And Southern John should know all about the comedy world because, as we all know, he's known for his stand-up comedy. Stuttering John is known for being one of the greatest man on the street interviewers of all time. This is true. He's also known for being the announcer on The Tonight Show. Fred Norris did a very good job with those jokes that he wrote for Stuttering John. I agree with you. Well, let me tell you something. It's not all about who you're wrote right. them. You're it's right. about Jack- delivery. You're right. Jackie also did it, too. The delivery was the, <laughs> the delivery. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. You got me there. Why are you laughing? All right. Not only is he not going to trash Chad, but he also demands an apology. I will certainly not trash any 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 comics comedy. I think it was in poor taste that he did so. He should probably apologize for that because he has never seen me. And I've headlined all across the country. So now he wants an apology, even though he just bashed Chad's copy that he's never seen. But he says the Chad Is Chad sucks. a headliner? Does Chad headline rooms? Of course Chad had headlines rooms, yes. I knew Stuttering John was. I didn't know who Chad Zumach was till he was on your show. <laughs> Okay. And I also know that Chad Zumach emailed you to be on the show. So it maybe makes sense that Chad would be asking Stuttering John for spots. So if I were, if I were him, I would just, you know, end it and we'll leave it at that. And, you know, because I'm not going to trash you because, you know, it's A, it's punching down. <laughs> I'm not going to trash you because then I would be punching down, which is the definition of trashing someone. But this is great because he has to give out his credits on this clip. Punching down. You know, people don't know who you are. And I think you just admitted that on your Instagram. You know, I've been on a lot of shows. Uh, uh, like what? The, the Howard Stern show for 15 years and wow. was very successful there as a writer and performer. Stunt and life. also I've been on The Tonight Show, very successful there for 10 years as a writer and performer. You know, I, I, I think my I think my I think my resume speaks for itself. But all talking about He's still bringing up that he was on the Howard Stern show on the Today Show. We know Which is currently in litigation. <laughs> we know. Oh boy. You know, it's just not in his nature to pile on someone who's having a tough time. So he's not going to say anything about Chad. Uh, No, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not trashing anybody. And, uh, you know, and that's it. 
especially you know when when the person is going through a lot of uh, a lot of personal problems. That's not my nature. I'm not going to pile on, and then I'll leave it at that. I know everyone was waiting for me to do some trash session. It's not going to happen, okay? Because after I sent that tweet, I deleted it and I changed my mind. So, you know, I'm sitting here right now, and I actually just got an email from Chad. Yeah, he asked if he can open a credit card in my name. It's- <laughs> oh, Jesus. So this is great. Senator John goes out and announces, I'm going to crush Chad Zumach on my show on Tuesday. He gets on the show on Tuesday, decides to crush Chad Zumach. You all just heard it. And then said, but I didn't do that. And I don't know why you guys thought I was going to. Chad, you can't. He wants to have it every single way. I just heard a man stating his opinion on a situation. Yep, he sure did. And I heard it loud and clear. But don't worry. John is still the hero in this. If I, you know, if I start getting back into Florida and headlining there, I would even have him open for me because I'm not a vindictive kind of guy. Bullshit. <laughs> He's not vindictive. Senator John's not vindictive. Well, isn't that where you two got into trouble with each other? It's one of the first words I would use when describing Senator John as vindictive. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And John Show, Vinny, I know that you like John and you support him, and I, I appreciate that about Listen, you. Listen, I just want you to know, I don't think the guy did anything that heinous. I agree. I agree. I, I think he's a, a stand-up guy, and just not a stand-up, but he's a stand-up guy. And his cheap show, shots. His show is a fucking disaster, man. Richard got done talking to Chad. <laughs> he's just so bad at moving his show along. Now, without further ado, I'm very excited to have this next guest on, and please... Keep those super chats coming. And before I bring the next guest on, I want to, um, uh, uh, what the hell? I was going to post my link. Well, I'll just say it. What is it? Uh, you know what? I'll post the link if you want to donate to me and the program as we continue. I'm still trying to get that phone system here so I can actually take calls. You don't need a phone system to take calls in the year 2020. Carl, stuff happens when you're doing a live show. Dude, Carl. it's so funny because he's begging for money all the time. Here's my Patreon. Here's my PayPal. Constantly begging for money. And then he's like, oh, let me put my uh, PayPal up. Uh, oh, shit. What is it? Where is it? Oh, I don't even know. how. I know what it is. So then he brings out his guest. And his guest is muted. And John ridicules him for not having audio when he brought him on. And now let's bring on Greg Prado. Author extraordinaire to the Stuttering John program. How are you, Greg? All right, Greg. Nothing better than a mic that don't work. Yeah, the expert knows. All right, Greg. I can't hear you, my brother. Something. Turn your computer mic on. All right. If you want to fix it, just... Uh, you might have to log back in and then, you know, you know, fix it and then log back in, okay? That is way better advice than anything I've ever got trying to call, like, a customer service line for technical <laughs> assistance. To be fair, that was way more clear and concise. I just love that this guy has had technical problems that I've witnessed 50 times. And his first instinct is that it's the other guy's fault. Like, if I was having some a guest on and I couldn't hear them, I'm scrambling to figure out, like, oh, what, what am I doing wrong? There's probably something that I need to plug in or change up and john's just like you fucking idiot your mic's off hey dummy i can't hear you because your mic's off fucking get a new mic you idiot good job well that's your approach (laughs) i know (laughs) we all have different approaches i guess 
Let's talk about John's finances. He gets the money from Super Chats from YouTube. Well, he's entertaining people. Of course. Of course. Now, what I didn't know about this is that you get paid out at certain times during the month. Thank you, Jillian. Uh, you know, you know, for the $2. Uh, the deadline's on the 11th, so I like to get all these in, uh, you know, within the 11th. I have one more show on Thursday, and that'll be the 10th, and then, and that's it. And then, and, you know, and, and then I get paid on the 21st, unless it's on a weekend, and then they hold your money even longer. Man, YouTube and uh, and Google have some racket freaking going on. No, I'm not saying that a lot of people don't live paycheck to paycheck. And I totally understand that. But it's very how, sad. Do you know how many comedians live pay, pay, paycheck to paycheck, Carl? Yeah. How many that used to be on TV for 10 years making half a million dollars a year, Vinny? I don't know, Bob Nelson. Maybe I could go down a list. Half a million dollars a year for 10 years. Gallagher. On television. <laughs> and this guy is going, when am I going to get my Super Chats money? Which is probably an, an amount between 50 and $200. And he's concerned that if the 21st lands on a weekend, they're going to keep it for another extra day. And he's not going to get his money yet. I'm sorry. I know that you you are definitely trolling me, and this is your fucking thing that you're doing tonight. But this is fucking crazy. Why this is crazy time? What are you? Why are you? Why is everyone accusing me of things? <laughs> All right, fair enough. I mean, you enjoy centering John, and that's that. You know, to each their own. I like it when he talks about the old school Stern stuff. I think it's fascinating. It's an insider eye view, and I just wish you would just give it a chance. I like it when he has Casey Armstrong on. And asked him why he doesn't fucking drink. I missed it. He had Casey on? Oh, it's great. He's like, Casey, why aren't we getting beers? Why, why aren't you drinking? And Casey explains that his liver exploded. And he's like, yeah, but still, we should grab a beer sometime. Oh, no. I, I like it when, John, he, does, I like John, it when no. he does that. John, I love you, buddy, but no. Come on. So, Did Chris, he offer him a beer can chicken? Chrissy Mayer. <laughs> that's for his vegetarian daughter. You keep your hands off That was it. hysterical. I'm not going to lie. Oh, uh, but he's coming around. Yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> But he even knows that's funny. If he, he looked at it, he would funny. laugh at it, too. Of course. He's got a great sense of humor. It was humor. a joke. It's been well documented. I mean, my a... God, you just nitpicked these people. Another... <laughs> that, well, that is true. That I will give you. That's a, your first good point that you've made today. Uh, all right. So Chrissy Mayer was on Gums. Anthony Kumish. <laughs> yes. Gums was on that white racist, white nationalist uh, racist show on Monday. I don't even know how to get through this anymore. I'm, I'm having flashbacks. Vinny is nothing if not provocative. <laughs> He's very provocative. I'll give him that. I'm showing a lot of cleavage today, people. With Chrissy and Ant, they want to talk about John right away. I have to talk to you about stuttering John Melendez. Oh, Again, God. you are saddled with this fucking guy. <laughs> As we all are, because he's a mental patient who honestly believes that he's so paranoid. He thinks people are after him. He's obsessed with you. The only time we ever talk about him is after he's talked about us at length. You know, you got to comment after every one of these clips. I love it. Well, no, I'm Shot just saying, like, today. at least, you know, Anthony's not talking about his kids this time. <laughs> this time, this time he is not. You know? But he does have a couple of good jokes. And I don't know if you know this, but Anthony Cumia doesn't listen to Stuttering John's show, but he does find out about things that John says. Like, I don't even talk about every time. I will tell you what I do listen to all the time. Who are these podcasts? I can't get enough of this show. I was playing Rust last night, as I usually do. I had to get one headphone off because 
who are these podcasts are on? And I had to hear it. Because again, they're talking yeah. about John, and I'm laughing my ass off. Oh, good. Nazis like your show. Cool. <laughs> Not just any Nazi, Vinny. My favorite of all time. All right. So they listened to the episode we did where John had Kevin Brennan on, and they commented on that. KB. Which, which I thought was hilarious. Kosudi, I had Kevin Brennan on his yes, show. Yes, and he will try to just yes. force your name he into the to, conversation. And, and Kevin, to his credit, is just going, yeah, huh? He couldn't yeah. be more bored. It was Kevin, bored shitless. And, and then when, when John thinks that Kevin is engaging him in conversation, what Kevin's doing is showing what an idiot John is. Because, like, oh, so, John, what do you think? You think he's, uh, you think he hates you? Yeah. Because now he's just waiting. He's baiting John to talk more about it. That was fun. Kind of like what you're doing right now. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty good. Now, uh, I didn't see that episode with Kevin Brennan. No, I didn't send it to you. I forgot. But to. people did tweet me because apparently I was mentioned. Yes. You're mentioned quite often. These days I've heard that Last my name has come John. up. Yeah. I find that odd. Oh, do you? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, you're a big celebrity in those parts. I, I guess. a pretty big deal. I, I don't know what the story is. John's always talking about how listeners of WATP are threatening his family. And uh, Ant disagrees with this assertion. He, the way he says, uh, eh, threatening my family. Oh, my threaten family. My no kids. one. Yeah, nobody can. No one threatens your family. You would have to give a shit about someone to threaten their family. No one threatens you or your family. I'll tell you who does make threats. Stuttering John Melendez. Lots of threats. He will threaten people. <laughs> if I see him, uh, I heard through a person that oh, yeah. Reddit was talking about a guy that said he heard Anthony say something about my kids. <laughs> so fuck him. I'm going to kill him. If I see him in New York, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> you guys are so immature. <laughs> so fun. No, they, they realize... That what Suttering John is doing right now, if it weren't earnest, it would be hilarious. I said if this was a bit, if this was a character that John was playing, it would be brilliant. And I would listen to the show every day because he's playing a blithering idiot. It's a sitcom character. It is. <laughs> I like that they're enjoying this as much as I am, how this whole thing is playing out, how it's all unfolding well, in listen, front of our very if eyes. If you're this guy... Who's just trying to make a living, dude. And he's trying to entertain. And he's on a mission. You got to remember, John's on a mission. Yeah, to take down the dotard. The dotard. Donald Trump. I, and he did. And he, he did. did. He did, yeah. So, so you have to give him that. To get, now he's Hold on a second. But you just made a pretty, really good point that I want to point out. Because yeah. a lot of what we do on here is we trash people. We make fun of them. We roast them. We, we goof. We make jokes. And to be honest with you, I've always found it to be very lighthearted. Until you got to stuttering John. Well, it he, is so personal that break, I can't believe it. He threatened to break my legs, Vinny, and then he threatened lawsuits. But he over, does that to everybody. He does do that to everybody. That is true. He does threaten lawsuits to everybody. I shouldn't take it to heart. That's a good point. Oh, I fucking... I can't get a sentence out with you today. I've already forgot what I was going to say about this whole conversation. Oh, we have to give credit where credit is due. And yes. Yes, I did invent the creep off. He is responsible for getting Donald Trump out of office. That an election fraud. All right, let's hear what else Chrissy Mayer had to say. Because Carl, I love that podcast too. Oh, Carl is like, hey, so um, I heard Stuttering John talking about you the other day. You know, when he did his 
the show with Kevin Brennan, and he was like, oh, he's he was going on. He I heard the clip. He was going on and on that like I uh, pictures from my OnlyFans like leaked to Reddit. He's oh yeah, 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 yeah. About how fat I looked, and I was like, the stuttering Johnson, like, like and, and she's on. There's pictures of her in a bikini. Yeah. It's like, oh god, oh oh, 1920s John. I'm with John. Ew. Secondly. How does she love WATP? I mean, Carl, when she used to call in, she called hanging from like the landing bracket from a helicopter she on a cell phone. She has apologized for that. She and cares are, so much about your she's show. She's a friend of the show now. Oh, please. We are all friends you now. You need to pick your friends better. Oh, I, I, I agree. <laughs> That's something I totally agree with right now. There's, there's three people in this basement. <laughs> and one of them is not like the others. Hey, hey, hey. It's important to be nice. <laughs> That's right. Um, I don't understand the reference. <laughs> All right. So, again, talking about if Suttering Johnny constantly come up with this character that he's playing, yeah. which is him, it would be kind of funny. Like I said, if this was a character, I'm listening to their show last night, and I'm listening to John, the clips they play, and I'm just thinking, if he consciously came up with this character, like Jim did with Chip, yeah. if oh, this stuttering John character was John Melendez doing a bit, uh, I would have to give him so much credit for being brilliant. But it's so weird, because... The fact that it isn't, and he's just stupid. Yeah. Why isn't that good too? Yeah, it's not but, like. But he you just... know, because it's real, and he's really stupid, that it's not as funny as if it was a character. I gotta disagree Didn't with these this. guys. Used to be friends. I have to disagree with this, Benny. I think the fact that it's not a character makes it way funnier. If it was a character, we wouldn't be talking about it at all. I think it's hilarious. Apparently, John tweeted, and I, I saw this come through. Uh, Merch from Revenge of the Sis was tweeting about this. John tweeted he was going to come to Tampa to confront me and the Revenge of the Sis guys at our show this weekend and then deleted the tweet 30 minutes later. So John's playing tough guy tactics That's a shoot now. work. Would, wouldn't that be awesome if John showed up to our show? I honestly think you two should talk. I agree. I'd love to. I've said that many times. I honestly think that if you two could just put the shit behind you, right. you'd probably be friends. Yeah, let's get on the same page. I mean, you both pound beers while you're podcasting. This is true. This is a good point. I mean, there you go. I mean, we have everything in common. Yeah, alcoholism. Video. It's adorable. Yeah. yeah. As I sip my coffee. Watch out for the cockroach there on the table. All right. Ah! Um, speaking of John playing a character, Chrissy has a really good joke here. I would love to see those moments where, like, you know, like, Jim will go put on the chip wig. I would yeah. love this stuttering job. Oh, got to go put on my face. Uh, I got to put on my asshole, <laughs> liar, paranoid, schizophrenic, drunk guy outfit. My prop roaches. <laughs> yeah. My prop roaches in my apartment. Come on, little guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you guys remember when we used to play a string of people saying nice things about us at the beginning of the podcast? I had like a, a long clip of people who I admire. Yeah, it, it's in your jerk off folder now, I believe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> when does your vacation start? <laughs> I thought it already started, but I'm I, making you work. I was all. wrong. I was wrong. He's out of his mind, and I can't get enough of it. Like I won't listen to his show, but translated through who are these podcasts? It's fucking great. Yeah, I can't give those guys enough credit. They're so goddamn funny. And I listen and go like I actually go ah. Yes. They still they still <laughs> want to do production and stuff. Like they still produce their show with sounds and. 
and clips and things that are organized. I'm like, oh, I remember doing that. That's adorable. (laughs) Shut up, shut up, shut up! Jesus Christ, man, what the hell is wrong with you? Please, just shut up! Does anybody remember laughter? <laughs> so Anthony thinks that we're adorable that we're trying so hard to put out an entertaining show. I recently heard you described as a tryhard. So <laughs> this is true. This is you a know good though. Point. I think that's really a high compliment because Anthony Cumia yes. knows good podcasts and knows good radio. So congratulations, Carl. He sure does. He sure does, Vinny. Wow, a positive thing coming out of Vinny's face. Surprising. Usually it's just pizza I've crumbs. I've said <laughs> <laughs> um, So then they started... I don't let those escape, Carl. <laughs> After John said that, they started playing sound effects to remember the good old times, and Chrissy comes up with another good joke here, a good zinger. Oh! John's career! Oh, bye! <laughs> Who wrote that, Tom Myers? Hey! No, I think it was Chrissy off the cuff. And uh, John and Chrissy, there's no love loss there. So... You don't have to hate Chrissy just because John does. You can be pro Chrissy if you want. You got a really stern you, look. You at your do face. you, Carl. I'll do me. I got a couple more clips, real quick, and uh, just things that I have to play because it's uh, necessary. I like Carl, and thank God for who are these podcasts because, like, without them, like that's stuttering. John's show is someone. There needs to be a show that explains like what the yes. fuck his show is. It kind of exposes. Yeah, it gives John as a person context his show and and like yes. ties it all together. It's like you can't just watch it by itself. You're like, can someone? Explain no, no. This? I need some type of context. WATP, also known as Stuttering John for Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> yes! We're the ones who break it down and explain to you what's going on over there. Because it's impossible to watch if you've ever tried to do that. Uh, so then the next day, Chrissy Mayer's on the show now. It's, this is the, the Tuesday edition of uh, Tax. And John or, uh, Anthony just decides to bring up Stuttering John out of nowhere again. I think he's just baiting him at this point. I think that you guys both are. Yeah, I think, I think so. <laughs> uh, they'll stagger people around the room. They're talking about in comedy clubs, even if they're at 50%, you want the 50% to be in different areas. You can't all just be in the back of the room, obviously. Yeah. That would be bad. Uh, they'll stagger people around the room. And again, that's the formula for having a good night. It doesn't have to be a packed place. God only yeah. knows. Stuttering John knows that. <laughs> but it, it has to. He mentioned me again. I'm sensed. <laughs> I don't mind being the vehicle to communicate this back to Hockey Puck and John that Anthony was talking shit about you. And it was pretty funny. Goddamn cheap shots. Yep. Yep. They sure were. Man, I'm going to give you a Stern talking to after this appearance. Speaking of Stern, did you hear the announcement that Howard Stern had on his show? Hold on a second. End scene. Okay. What about Howard Stern? Great. So Howard Stern signed a five-year extension at SiriusXM. I actually talked about this with uh, the Drew and Mike show, with Drew and Mark yesterday on their show. And, Wouldn't and, you, though, too, though? I mean, my God, the money they just pour on this man. That's what we talked it's so about. so fucking unreal. He's working out of his house. He works three days a week if he's working. I think it's 35 weeks a year. Three days a week when he works, and he doesn't leave his house. So much time to feed the cats. There's a lot of cats. There's a lot of cats. But think about that. $80 million a year. He's going to be working on this contract until he's 71 years old, which is crazy. But the way that they announced this, which was so convoluted, is he comes on Tuesday morning. He says, okay, we're going to announce what I'm doing with my contract coming up at the end of this month. What, we, what he did is he mailed a box to Marianne from Brooklyn. And then they brought her on the Zoom. 
And she had to open the box. And in the box is all these, like, packaged peanuts and everything. She has to go through all of that. There's two more boxes in there. A couple of Howard's bedside tissues. <laughs> Probably. Oh, my gosh. You've gone got nuts for that. So then she has to open up the boxes. And then in the box, there's a safe. And then she has to figure out what the safe combination is. That's and good then, radio. And then, inside the, <laughs> no, and then inside the safe, there's an envelope. And then inside the envelope is what tells her. Now, think about this, Vinny. We already know what the answer is at this point. You wouldn't have gone through all these theaters. You'd just be like, and I'm retiring. Yeah. I honestly think that would be the funniest <laughs> fucking thing you did in That years. would have been funny because Marianne would have fucking lost her mind. <laughs> just cry screaming. So quick warning to everybody. Marianne from Brooklyn is a bit shrill. And uh, this is her reaction when she finally got to the envelope and read whether uh, Howard was staying on Sirius or not. I got it, Howard. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> what does it say, say Marianne? <laughs> so that was the big uh, announcement. Congratulations. $80 million a year richer. And that contract, from what I saw, one thing on the news about it, it's seven years. It's five years on air, two years of the content that they could play after. Correct. So this tells me he's definitely done after that. Maybe. I would think so, 71. But then again, what radio personnel do you know that actually retires? Imus was doing it until he was a skeleton. They have a microphone next to Weez's hospital bed right now. <laughs> yes! So, yeah. no, no radio guy wants to give up that gig. It's the fucking greatest gig. My father-in-law is an attorney. 80 million a year. He will, never, he will never retire. Like When you have those certain jobs like that where you get paid like 400 bucks for writing an email or you get paid $80 million for talking about touching your balls and feeding a cat, like why would you ever give up on that? It's insane. I mean, Robin will be dead by then, but you know. This is the main reason, though, why Howard resigned. When it came to this radio show and saying goodbye to the radio show right now, and maybe a lot of this has to do with COVID-19. Yes, it has everything to do with COVID-19. You get to work from home. That was the thing that he always bitched about, was getting up in the morning, going into the city. Now he's out in the fucking Hamptons in his big house. How working out of the, the Howard TV thing. Everything from now on is just going to be Zoom. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They put out a lot. He's of... never going to be in the same room with these people he's interviewing. Correct. He, it's going to lose a lot. Oh, it already has. Like he had Eddie Vedder on, and Eddie Vedder was on for three hours and played acoustic guitar and sang, and it was like a whole production. They had Elton John on recently. Like having the guys in the studio is definitely better than yeah. doing a Zoom call. But whatever. <clears throat> so he does uh, announce what he thinks makes for good radio. I've said for years, the most boring radio, the most horrible radio is radio that just stays the same. You know, uh, no one can ever accuse us of staying the same. Hello, exactly. That's the problem, Howard. You <laughs> used to have the best show on the radio and now it's not the same. That's the problem. Why wouldn't you have a comedian when Artie Lang left? Do people know that change for the sake of change is always a recipe for failure? Yes. Well, he, his hand was forced. He would have had Artie there the whole time if Artie wasn't such a fuck He could have hired somebody. But he, he could have hired could've. somebody. He decided not to. I don't understand why. Why not get somebody on there so he, that's not Robin who can actually come up with something witty to say every This is again. what I think. I think Stern gets a budget from Sirius for that show. And I think it's one of the situations where all the money he saves... The budget just stays in his wallet. I disagree. Really? Because of this. You Well, you might be right about having a budget, but there's about 70 staffers on the Howard Stern show. This is a show that there's three days a week 
And now, yeah, they have to run two channels. So you have to go through all the archives, but they've probably already done all that. You need all the five people to do that. Dude, they have... And you're working a month ahead of time. They have a whole staff of writers. They have so many people working on that show. Like, why not get another person who could be good on air? Like, Ronnie Mund is not interesting to listen to. I do not want to hear from Ronnie Mund. Even Shuli's great. Shuli could have stepped into that role. It would have been fine. Yeah. It wouldn't have been already I actually but. give, if there's anything that's redeeming about the Howard Stern show, I would say it's Shuli. Yeah. 100%. And everything else, man, is... It's familiar. And that's why they get yeah. the money. Correct. Oh, speaking of familiar, he did one of these fucking things. And I'm telling you, everything on Howard Stern's show is fake now. I don't think there's anything real that's going on. He's got all the calls coming and everything. It's all guys who work for him. And His love for Beth. This is... <laughs> or vice versa. This is such a typical bit that he does. And he had to do it at the same time he's announcing that he's re-signing. Which made me a little suspicious. Some days I just don't... This is a caller that called in. Some days I just don't want to go on anymore, Howard. And people wonder, like, how can you keep living? And and, and I can't sleep because I have nightmares a lot. And and I just wait. I say 6 in the morning. I can't be there at 6 in the morning, 6 in the morning. And I get through the night. And it's just, you've gotten me through so many tough times, Howard. And today, I just feel like I could do anything, man. <laughs> Thank you, dude. I appreciate oh, yeah. you so much. Of course, the suicidal guy who's only saved because Howard Stern's on the radio. I'm just picturing Steve Buscemi from Happy Gilmore. Yes. He's got a noose around his neck and he's standing on a fucking stool right now going, oh shit, he resigned. I gotta call in. I call bullshit. He's like, the only thing that gets me through the night is that I know you're going to be on at six. Not very often. 35% of the time. Like, what gets you through all those other nights? Just turn on Howard 101. He's on all, he's the, on time. all the time. What are you talking about, sir? Discover that there's actually See better a shows. doctor. <laughs> wow. So uh, that is, that, that's obviously a fake call. Yes. And I really despise the way radio uses fake callers. Yes. I'll never forget. Uh, I was on a radio show with uh, two people that I very much like. Humble brag. I'm not. But I was just sitting there and somebody called in and they were doing this thing. And I'm listening to them. This is so fake. And I lean over towards the host and I whisper, I'm like, this is so fake. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? He's like, shh. And he shushed me. Yep. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I know how he feels, by the way. Who cares? I know how that person no one cares feels about your feelings. That they want you to shut the fuck up. You don't care about anyone show. else's feelings. I know how that person feels. Oh, he didn't want you to ruin his show that day? You don't say. No what? kidding. No fooling, huh? I think I brought something to the show today. You brought fucking nothing. You were a distraction, my friend. <laughs> you know who brought something to the show is producer Chris. We got another subreddit update. That commercial is pretty good. It's time once again for a WATP subreddit update. Regarding Stuttering John's comments on Chrissy Mayer's appearance, Mr. Ronnie43 writes, She looks good. Way out of Stuttering John's league, anyway. Criticizing someone else's looks. What the fuck is he thinking? Fudgicle2018 chimes in, And I thought social justice warriors like John aren't allowed to judge women by their looks. John's the worst woke mafia ever. Can't wait for him to get whacked. <laughs> the Phil Dozer 88 says, Her most unattractive feature is her voice. And Logi C Cups says, if John did noose on the balcony, I might pay for it. <laughs> Gangrene and Slee had this to say, Patrick Michael has Michael Scott syndrome. He will start a sentence and not even know where it's going. He just hopes he finds it along the way, like an improv conversation, an improvisation. To which Reality Simulator replies, one man improv is a fantastic description of Patty C Cups. In reference to the latest show, S-Dog 8i opines, best WATP in a long time. 
How does this get made is good material for a show. They really are greedy cunts with their ads, live shows, donations, and also 15 bucks to watch a podcast. Something that Carl never explained is June is fairly attractive. Not 10, but pretty hot. This might help explain some of her confidence in derailing bits with nothing to add. Jabra the Hutt states the obvious with Croge is the best. That's it. I feel like it just needs to be said every once in a while. Aw, oh, thanks, buddy. A little dust up on Twitter this week. Ryan Exus at Ryan Exus says, Who cares? The real issue is they have no original ideas and all they do is bitch about other podcasts that are infinitely more successful than they will ever be. To which Leather Helmets replies, Like Stuttering John? WATP thanks the subreddit for their concern, their perseverance, and their support. We salute you. That actually reminds me of another thing that happened on Twitter this week is somebody tried to tweet at Manscaped and explain that I'm a racist and Get a the transphobe. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they <laughs> Really? Yeah. So they tried to the tweet it at Man or they did well they actually they, they at tagged him wrong, but they tried to. So I responded with something that was like, Yeah, yeah, we should always shut down anything that we don't agree with and we shouldn't allow anyone to make a living if they have a different point of opinion than you do. And honestly, my point was this is violence in real life trying to take someone's money away from them, trying to make it so they can't earn a living is yeah. real life violence. And to say that somebody's used a word I don't like or I made fun of someone like worrying about their pronouns is that's, that's a, it's for a comedy show. It's it's a goof. People don't understand what entertainment is anymore. Carl. Correct. They don't know how to take anything with a grain of salt. But what's great about it, the reason why I brought it up is that a lot of the listeners of WHTP piled on this guy and he eventually deleted his tweet. Aw. So that was good. I Bunch appreciate of good that, eggs. Guys. Good for you guys. Thank you very much for I doing that. I thought he like hashtagged something really stupid. It was like man scrape. And it was like just some guy who works at the nudie booths. He has to clean him up. Thank, thank God he didn't know how to use Twitter because it's just so fucking annoying. I don't need an advertiser polling. Well, I should, I, I'm not even going to talk about this anymore. No, I, listen. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> hey, do you want to know how to get to me? <laughs> Say Cuomo's great and tweet at my advertisers. <laughs> what am I doing? Why am I allowing people don't to know? Give, don't give people the recipe. <laughs> don't give them the recipe. Carl's oh. kryptonite. Vinny, what did we talk about today? We talked about Tom Myers. The worst. We talked about his website. The and worst. And his website design. He needs to update it or, or do something. Or just take it down. <laughs> or or pay for it. I so think he has to pay for it. They probably won't let him take it down. It's just up there. And it's probably been like that for years. We talked about Whiskey and Water podcasts. We talked about Chrissy Mayer with Anthony Cumia. We talked about Notes of a Goon and their misunderstanding there. Rained out Rantcast coming back at us. We talked about Stuttering John talking about Chad Zumach, even though he wouldn't say who he was talking about. And who knows who he was talking about, but it could have been Chad Zumach is what I'm thinking. We talked about Howard Stern. I like the way he danced around it. I like the way he danced around it. We will never know who he was talking about. Howard Stern signed for five more years. So you know what that means, Minnie. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. Next week's show is going to be interesting. Why do you say that? It's going to be different. Why do you think that? Well, I'll play you the teaser. Heyo! Welcome to Kyle, the only podcast about music. I'm your host, Crozier B-Cups, a.k.a. Crozier Busted Toe, a.k.a. Animal Crozier a.k.a. Roddy Crozierfield, a.k.a. Crozier Ham Lincoln. Before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, if you enjoy the show, please leave me the fuck alone! 
On today's show, we're going to be talking about Axis Bold as Love, the second studio album by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. This album was released on December 1st, 1967. It is 38 minutes and 49 seconds in length. The first song is 1 minute and 55 seconds in length. The second song is 2 minutes and 55 seconds. Whoa, that's crazy, man. 2 minutes and 55 seconds. So that'll be a lot of fun. Vinny, I want to thank you so much for coming over. You do not. I don't. But this is what I say. I'm trying to be polite. This I is know, what I say so. to all my guests. And usually I mean it. 99.9% of the time I mean it. But anyway, thank you for coming over. Does that make you the 1%? You are the 0.1%. I love it. Thank you so much for coming over. My and, pleasure. And uh, I want to talk to you about the creep off. You do a show where you uh, display creeps every week. I believe we do a show where we display oh, creeps we every do week. It. Oh, yes. that's me who's on that show. That's you and me. Oh, that's a goofy looking motherfucker. Everybody who listens now. Everyone who listened to this show now understands the dynamic. This is right. So go to thecreepoff.com or download it wherever you get your fine podcasts. What we do on The Creep Off, I don't talk about it enough, but it's a fun format. What we do is we have a theme every week, and Vinny and I both present a different creep based on whatever the theme is. Like you said, we had truckers, we had news anchors this right. last week. And what we do is we, we pick one. We're basically shitty reverse lawyers. Right. We are saying our person is the most guilty. Yes, correct. And so we try to make our case, and then the listeners can go vote on our website for who they think is the bigger creep. Once somebody gets to five wins, the other person has to spin the wheel of consequences. That's correct. And then they have to actually fulfill whatever consequence they spin. And we have done a very good job of making sure that neither one of us would be happy with anything we land on. That's true. Although I just landed on, I have to wear Crocs in public. Yeah. You never sent me the link. I haven't ordered them yet. I'm not going to have them in time for Tampa. Well, you can have them sent to your hotel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what the address is to the Airbnb that we're getting. Oh, so. we'll take care of that. We'll make sure. I'm not if sure. If I have to send them myself, I will. <laughs> now, listen. <laughs> he's he's going to fly down and hand them to me as I'm walking into the theater. I'm just going to I'm gonna send them to Stuttering John when he flies to Tampa. Oh, right. Come whoop your ass. <laughs> that would be a good gag. He comes in. We're like, whoa, what are you doing here? He's like, I got your, I got your, I got your sandals. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, you have to wear Crocs in public through a Rochester winter, which is probably not going to be fun for you. It's already not fun for me. It's already not fun for me. Yeah, I know. And I know it's horrific, but it's the price we pay for making art. So if you haven't checked out the show yet, please do. We have a lot of fun doing it. Anything else you want to plug, my friend? Nope. Just uh, my appearance here today was a lot of fun. Okay. Please join us. I had a blast. It, was, it wasn't fun. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. You know, and who are these podcasts to be friends with I me? I don't get it. Makes no sense. Casey, what is happening, my friend? Nice job starting on time, Carl. Oh, thank you. Hi, Casey. 
Hi, Vinny. Nice to hear your voice again. <laughs> I, um, it's great to hear you. I don't think Wednesdays are a good day to do this. Everybody is uh, just shitting on me the entire time. This is not working out well for me. You're really getting cagey over there. I am. Casey, how have you been, my friend? Oh, I'm great. I had field work today. I got to go to a park for work. It was awesome. Casey, just go stand in the field today. We'll let you know if we need you for anything. <laughs> that, that'd be pretty cool to get paid for that. Do we have new no. reviews that you want to read for us? Uh, yeah, I do. And just so you know, you're not a sexist, ableist podcast because you clearly have a very mentally ill woman on your podcast every week. Oh, you're talking about yourself? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> okay. Honestly, you should get like a tax credit or something for having her on. That's a good point. I should go park wherever <laughs> I want. Right. It's <laughs> a good point. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now, Casey. Yeah. You know what's funny is that Casey was in the uh, Discord earlier talking about how she's all hyped up on caffeine and she's all like fired up today. And then I don't know if the show was too long or just boring, but she comes out and it's just same old, same old. Do I, I think there's so there's something wrong with the my connection because whenever I listen to myself, I sound like I'm talking slower than I actually am. <laughs> nope, that's that's the exact speed that you're talking. Doesn't check out. <laughs> This, this, is, right. this is how you're talking. Producer Chris is going, right. nope. Okay. You're oh, fine. Um, you're fine, Casey. It's why we love you. Okay. All right. I've only got four reviews for you. That's fine. Uh, first one is the title was an emoji, but it didn't work on iTunes, so it's just a rectangle. Okay. Is it really true you used the word retarded in your most recent episode? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it really is true. In fact, not only do I use the word retarded, but other people do too. Well, that's retarded. Uh-oh, retard alert. Retard alert, class. But uh, I'm guessing that's a one-star review. Somebody doesn't like that we use the R word. Uh, yeah, that is. How many words are going to get put on this list? Of I, I think there's say? like two. One starts All with an N, the other one starts with R. I think that's the list, isn't oh, it? Oh, I think the F slur is worse than the R word. Don't you think? I use retarded daily in my vocabulary. Yeah, because, because we all have to deal with retards in our lives. It's stamped yeah. right there on your file. This is the thing. This is the thing that's so annoying about this. No one talks to someone who's actually mentally challenged and calls them a retard. We talk to people like Vinnie Paulino and call them a retard, and it makes sense. It's the word that you use because it's the appropriate word to use. How dare you, sir? Right. All right, keep moving. Surprise, this was in the comedy section. <laughs> a good start. That's a good start. All right, what else we got? A great start. So this painfully unfunny podcast. Is this supposed to be a comedy podcast? It appears their whole shtick to denigrate people they're obviously jealous of. Then there's the use of the R-word slur in transphobia and sexism. Nothing new, relevant, or funny in this podcast. And I believe they think being offensive is their comedy. Sorry, bros. Oh, fuck, it didn't... Oh, there's more. I didn't get a good screenshot. I'm sorry, it cut off. That's all right. I get I get the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think sorry. that's a five-star. I think that's a little <laughs> it definitely too... definitely is not. <laughs> yeah, there, I don't there's know. There's people who are very upset about our pantsuit politics show, I think. I think that's what's pissing people off. Is that what happened? Like, you, the pantsuit politics people guys. listened to it, got upset. Oh, reply guys? That could have been it, too. 
thing is reply guys because i get those two confused. politics has a quote-unquote conservative on it so oh, right yeah, well, yeah you sure. know they they both have such snappy titles you know how you know that this is a comedy show? People are like, oh, how is it showing up in the comedy category? Because people are laughing throughout the show. <laughs> That's how you know it's funny. All right. Do we have any any other reviews on there? Yeah, there's, there's two more. Okay. W-A-T-P. A mediocre musician turned mediocre host of a podcast. If you like someone that just talks about himself and name drops, and this is your podcast... Not sure if I was listening to Dean Del Rey or WATP. Ouch. Mm, drop. <laughs> That's funny. That's a five That's star. That's a five star. And also, rate. it's 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 it was accurate until I got into the talking about myself part. But yes. <laughs> yeah, that was a five star. It's good. All right, final one. Can you believe their logo says it all? Wow, this podcast is trash play podcasts for my screaming kids when we drive through gary indiana and you expect me to let them listen to this how do i explain my kid asking his teacher are you a boner guy <laughs> my wife carly asking my friends if they want to go get a drinky poo and a ciggy <laughs> <laughs> the really famous guest host they have every week doesn't even stutter anymore i can't even handle all this crazy misogyny flying around when he steps on the mic listen because go get a life are you a boner guy? That's a five star. Thank you very much for that. That was great. That was excellent. That was funny. That was very funny. I liked that one a lot. All right. Yeah, that was best. Are we ready for some voicemails real quick? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so here's the deal. I have not curated this. I have not listened to these yet. I just downloaded them because I'm running a little behind. I like this. It's going to be like voicemail roulette here. We don't know what's coming. Yes. So I'll, <laughs> I'll clean it up in post. I promise you All that. Right. But we'll see what's going on here. Yo, what's up, Carl? This is a longtime caller, first-time listener, long-time Patreon. I just want to say, uh, you know, this question, who are these podcasts, you've slowly been answering it for the past few years. You started as a joke, but you've literally found who these podcasts are. you got Patrick Michael. you got Stuttering John. You got Tom Myers. You got the works, man. You're finding out who these podcasts are, and I want you to keep finding out for me. And, you know, fuck the part of the show where you're actually reviewing shows. Let's find, let's get to the bottom of this shit, man. Who are these podcasts? <laughs> yeah, seriously. We got work to do here. Carl lives his mission, people. He lives the mission. I'm, I'm fucking screwing around when there's real work to be done. You're the goddamn Indiana Jones of podcasts. You're just uh, out there discovering. That was pretty funny. Hey, Carl. Again, this is a message for the creep off. I keep forgetting the number. Uh, anyway. All right, I'll save that one. <laughs> I don't like to play many of the creep off uh, voicemails until it's showtime. All right. He doesn't get a preview. Hey, Carl. Uh, this is Weezer. Um, I was just <laughs> calling to say uh, the Weezer guy. Totally sucks, man. I hate that guy. Um, so, yeah, this is totally Weezer, and I hate Weezer guy. Hey, Weezer. Thanks for calling in. I, I just knew he listened. I used to really enjoy the Blue Album. <laughs> oh, boy. A lot of Weezer hey, Carl. Around. This is Pam Margera, and this is how I talk. I uh, just wanted to say my buddy CJ won't be able to make it down to Tampa because of insurance issues. What? And uh, he apologizes for that. 
Um, I'm a big fan of the show, and I love what you're doing, so keep it up, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, if you excuse me, I got to get back to fucking Opie's wife on camera. <laughs> Wait a minute. No! <laughs> not really. That's funny. Um, that was a great way to break the bad news. Insurance reasons. We're not building a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is fucking crazy. First KC bows out. Well, his liver exploded. And now, oh, this Jesus. Casey. We, well, Kate, our, our review girl. Was, My uh, lover's okay. Was supposed to for be now. at the show. Yeah, for oh, now. Oh, that is a bummer. I was looking forward to meeting uh, That CJ. would have been cool. I love I that guy. His, he me cracks too. me up. He's that funny. was a great one. He's a funny guy. Hey, Carl. Great long time listener, great caller. I just wanted to take a moment to remind all the guys out there that you should touch your balls like once a month or so. It's fine if one of them is. Is he holding his phone backwards? I think he's got yeah. the receiver on his it's ear. Upside down. I would like to take a moment and remind you how to speak into a phone, asshole. Uh, see, this is what you guys don't see when I do on Friday nights. When I have to listen to all these fucking voicemails. Hey, Carl, but- I'm calling in response to that fucking dipshit who called me out about my love for Weezer, okay? Now, number one, <laughs> Weezer, Weezer at one point was the greatest band of all time. That's, that's undisputable, okay? They put Whoa. out two of the best albums ever. The Blue Album, which is undisputably... One of the greatest albums of all time. Undisputably, one of the greatest albums of all time. That's not how that works. <laughs> That's not how that I works at all. Undisputably, man. <laughs> okay. And then my personal favorite uh, Weezer album, Pinkerton, they put that out, which was a gem that, you know, at the time nobody knew it was a gem, but now looking back on it, the, it's the best rock album in history, except for the last song on the track. That's not- Hold on a second. Has this guy never heard Appetite for Destruction? Pinkerton's great. Don't get me wrong. I love Pinkerton. I love the Blue Album. They're both great albums, but greatest rock album of all. I mean, undisputably. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a little silly. He's undisputably retarded. <laughs> Casey gets it. Our slurs. I, I liked Pinkerton in like eighth grade. Like you can still, oh, you no, can Casey, still like Pinkerton, Pinkerton now, Casey. I love how it's like well, the album must suck because I liked it when I was a kid. It's still, it's I still mean, could be good. I was a I was like a stupid cigarette smoking eighth grader. So, did you wear a lot of black, Casey? Not anymore. Did you then in eighth grade? Were you wearing a lot of black, smoking the cigarettes? I wore a lot of like boy guys t-shirts that were like too big on me and that had like skate brands on them. Did you own a pair of really Jinkos, frizzy. Casey? <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a little before my time, All Vinny. Right. Let's get back to the uh, Weezer guy. That's all curious. But anyway, <laughs> so so to see this band that you love so much create the greatest music in the history of the world. Okay, I'll repeat that again. It, it is the greatest music ever. And then they put out this fucking bullshit, uh, this new stuff like the Black Album and shit. And then so in, in contact earlier of how I even talked about this. You mentioned that Weezer made an album, uh, it, it, Everything Will Be All Right in the End, where they where they talked about how great they used to be. That was what you guys talked about on Big Show. And that album was almost fucking awesome. Okay? That was one of the Weezer's best albums, in my opinion. They, they... We, we've, he's already made this phone call. Why is he making this phone call again? He's not saying anything new. Didn't he hear Weezer call in earlier? Yes! Weezer doesn't even like you, dude. They really turned it around. <laughs> Uh, for for just that one album, and then right after that, they had you know they had a song that went, "I am the gr- wait, wait that's that's a different album." Uh, this guy is more on my nerves than you are right now. Why is he still talking about Weezer? I think you need to calm down. 
a little. But anyway, they had a song on the album uh, about how they're going to go back to the roots. They're going to go back to the shack. That's the one I was thinking of. They're going to go back to the shack. And then the next album, they just totally fucking left the shack again. They're back to this bullshit that didn't even sound like fucking Weezer anymore. And, and now, now here we are, months later, they put out all these fucking cover songs from all these 80s songs. Who gives a fuck about that? They cover Toto. They don't do anything original in the, in the Toto. There's nothing unique to listen to except like hearing Rivers whiny ass sing fucking Toto by Africa. It's fucking awful. Why did they do that? And then they put out, <clears throat> excuse me, they put out a whole, uh, fuckload of these 80s covers for some reason it's fu- what was i even what did i even call you know what never mind fuck you <laughs> fuck that guy who called in weezer's awesome fuck you and fuck you Vic. she was giving me shit about weezer too um call me back everyone's giving you shit about weezer sir it's not just Vic. he deserves it i can assure you of that i think weezer doing cover songs was the best thing they could do they're not writing good songs anymore i'd rather hear them sing toto it's yeah why not why not oh, do like some bananarama <laughs> Do something great, you know? I saw them in concert, and they covered MGMT. Like, they do really cool cover songs. They did, uh, uh, what did they do? They did a Radiohead cover. That's cool. That was really cool. And I'm trying to think. It's off OK Computer. I can't think of the name of it. Karma Police? Probably. I'm guessing. Hey, Carl, I'm calling in response to the guy who was talking shit about Weezer. Called, and he was calling me out. And he was wondering why I like Weezer so much. Well, well, we'll get to that. But the first point, you did mention Weezer. That's the whole reason I called in the first place. When you were talking to Dick Masterson, the context behind that is that uh, uh, one of you mentioned something about, you, you know what, I'm going to recall because it doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should do this more often. This is fucking just funny. Just not even curate You're the calls. you flipping through. find out what happens. Oh all God. right, that's all we got for today. Casey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you coming on on a, a rare Wednesday show. I like this time better because I don't I don't do anything on the weekdays. Saturdays are inconvenient. Your your reception is quite good, you know, standing in the field. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. It was compliments. Vinny, yeah. Can you hear me? It's nice to be important. Okay. It's more important to be nice. G-gia. This is it. It's over. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye hey bye goodbye all right can we talk for a second now i think that was i think that went well <laughs> <Can> we- <laughs>